You're listening to Run Hard, Mom Hard, presented by Treeline Journal and hosted by Nikki Parnell and Steph Weniger. We're here looking at the ins and outs of what it takes to be a mother who runs ultra marathons. We'll dive in to the challenges mothers face while training and racing ultras as we share and hear stories of motherhood and life from the trails. We hope to be a resource and encouragement to women who are balancing life with kids and all the miles. It's no easy task. We know what goes on behind the scenes while a mom prepares for a long run or race day. Sick kids, lack of sleep, low energy, minimal time, mom guilt, etc. But women keep showing up again and again to run, take care of themselves, and show this sport new levels of strength and grit. We want to be here to celebrate and inspire each other to run hard, find our inner mom strength, and show our kids that so much is possible. Welcome to another episode of Run Hard, Mom Hard. This week, we have our first returning guest, Renee Jacobs. But before that, Nikki, what's going on in your life? <laughs> oh, well, I am... Let's see. I mean, things are good. I just, this last weekend, went back to Oregon by myself, solo little trip. Um, I mean, it was quick. And I I went back to be in one of my friend's weddings. Um, And yeah, she just had a small uh, outside ceremony. And um, so I went to Oregon and kind of got to do some, some bridesmaids things, which was fun. And, um, I got to stay on one of my friend's, uh, farms. Um, I camped after the wedding. Yeah. And that was really fun, like waking up there and it was so peaceful. And I, I mean, I guess overall, like I just had a a great time, uh, by myself. (laughs) Yeah. Got to recharge a little. Yes. I mean, even like the seven hour drive, mm-hmm. uh, there and back, like it was nice just to be in my own head and be left there, uh, yeah. to be in my head. Cause that yeah. is just rare when the kids are around. Um, <laughs> so I just, it was really refreshing and it was nice and it was just fun to be with friends. And, um, we floated the river at one point, which is like a huge bend activity. Um, mm-hmm. and so like the, the bridal party did that and there's like rapids at one point and it was just, you know, just, so it wasn't like a peaceful, again. like slow moving river. It is, but oh, except for this one, one point. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And they have, okay. they have a section in the river that's, um, you can surf on if you're like oh. a surfer. So you just practice on one wave. Got it. Um, but yeah, so it was really, it was really good for the soul. Good. And yeah, I got to listen to podcasts and got to listen to, um, uh, the coop cast with yeah. Stacey Sims on it. And, um, it's called women are not small men. And we kind of talk a little bit about that. Renee brings up that book, uh, Stacey mm-hmm. Sims book that she just read. So I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice to listen to things and learn. And, uh, anyway, that's, that's where I'm at. What about you, Steph? I actually had kind of a similar, um, weekend this past weekend. So my mother-in-law took my, so took Joanna to the lake with her cousin, Ella. So we just had Amelia, Aaron and I did, and we took the camper down to a lake near us. Um, so we just had Amelia one night and then or Friday night. And then Saturday, 
uh, Aaron thought he had to go work, so he left. And Amelia slept until 9.15, and he came wow. back right away. I know. Normally, she, the, both girls are up really early, but they, she was tired. He came back right away because of some complications with work stuff. And um, so he slept, and I just read for, like, three hours in oh bed in the camper. And I had <gasps> coffee. Like, it was so peaceful. Oh. And then it was so nice. And normally, mm-hmm. I don't get to read that long. And I'm, mm-hmm. um, I'm reading uh, Midnight Sun which is like Twilight, but it's an Edward's point of view. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Fangirling a little bit because I read those books so fast. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, wow, that brings me back. I'm sorry. It's a high good, school. Yeah. I know. It's a good book, and I enjoy reading them. It's nice to kind of just like... Hey, there is nothing wrong with reading a fantasy novel here and yes. there. It's like yes. nice to just kind of escape yeah. normal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... um. So then Saturday night, I um, had a girl's night with a, a girlfriend of mine, and Aaron took Amelia to the camper, and then it was just my friend and I staying at the camper. So we went out, and we got dressed up, and we went to eat, and it was just a really nice, relaxing night. I had my first Moscow Mule. Never mm. had one before. Mm. They're delicious. They are. Yeah. Yes. So, um, that is so fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just <sighs> nice to, like, be with people. I, yeah. Because it, it, it's been a weird year. And I mean, I felt very similar. It's like with friends, it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, nice to be in person and, and not through screens and technology, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually this weekend we are heading up north, um, for 10 days with the camper and the girls this just this weekend, um, my dad's side is going to be all up there. So it'll be a Lewison reunion, which will be so much fun because I only see him pretty much every other year. So oh. now we get to see him twice this year, which is going to be so oh, much nice. fun. We always have fun. Um, and then I have my 50K on Tuesday. So. Yeah, I know. I want to hear about how that goes. Yeah, you will. We will. We will yes. discuss it in depth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Cool. Good. Yeah. But anyway, um, we're going to skip our favorite things this week. It's really hard finding things like Nikki. I think Nikki has said something about this where we use the same things over and over again. Yeah. We're simple. We don't have a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to give us some recommendations on things to try, that'd be great. Yeah. So, So we'll get into it. This week again, like I said, we have Renee Jacobs. She is a returning guest. She was on episode eight back in May where she talked about getting the FKT for the California 14ers. She's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> and to say and the least. We weren't necessarily planning on having a returning guest, but yeah. spontaneously, Renee just went and did another really cool FKT and yeah. we needed to hear about it. Yeah. It turns out, yeah, she is the first woman to have a time on the high, the Sierra high route. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like 195 miles on and off trail adventure through the Sierra Nevadas. And we get to hear about what that's like. Yeah. Yeah, we get to talk. Um, we talk about her headspace and tricks to staying positive, um, all the planning that goes into doing an FKT and how much time she took 
planning the route and figuring out which which path to take, especially when you're not going on a trail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it was a very it's a really mm-hmm. good conversation. Yeah, and how to train as a mom during yeah. COVID. Yes. You know, because that added some extra element Mm -hmm. of challenge and surprise. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, she's amazing. And she's, she just does it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she radiates positivity. (laughs) We can all do it. She's such a good voice for that. And just like women can do whatever they put their minds to. So give it a listen. Hi, Renee. How are you doing today? Hi, guys. Great. Yeah. Um, besides being a little tired, other than that, <laughs> really good. It's good to talk to you guys again. Oh, yeah. We're excited so to have you back. I know. It's so fun seeing you and, and talking. Um, yeah. So we first talked to you back in May um, on episode eight, and a lot has changed since then. Um, or, or I guess... I don't know. I guess you can tell us if a lot has changed since then. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, how how is motherhood these days? How are you? Oh well, it's. I, I mean, I say it just keeps getting a little bit easier and easier, and which is you know what they all say, and you expect it, and, and luckily it's actually happening. <laughs> so he just turned three, okay. and um, and so. I don't know. He's just a fun little kid now. And, and all of the like insane infancy stuff is long gone. And think, thankfully I'm not dealing with that. Like you guys are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little babies, how, you know, they're, they're so, sweet and cuddly and easy in some ways. Cause they're not as like running around as much, but then, but then it's also, I think that time is really wearing too. just like lack of sleep or weird sleep. And yeah. Um, yeah. it is fun having toddlers that are really kind of like real people, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we just hung out today, you know, we went to the airport and then went to the pump track and we're just hanging out all day. You know, it's just, yeah, it's fun. So fun. <laughs> Is he really into planes? That's why you went to the airport. Oh my God. You have no idea. This kid, he'll like see an airplane coming in for a landing and he's like, Oh, you know, that's a, I don't know, Cessna Citation X. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you know this? Yeah. Well, it's sure enough. I mean, we, we look up the tail numbers in, in Google and it tells you what the airplane is. And, you know, sure enough, he's right. So that's how we figured out, like, over time, we play this game of, like, looking up the tail numbers, and he figures out what all the airplanes are, and he loves it. That's awesome. <laughs> that is Joanna so cool. planes, too. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, living in a little town, like, you guys probably have the same thing. You can actually go to the airport mm-hmm. and see these little airplanes landing, and it's like, you know, there's no security. You just, mm-hmm. you know, you can just go and check it out. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's really yeah. fun. We actually had, we had a crop duster come over our house. And so we were standing like on our driveway and it was just right in front of us. This massive nice. plane that just kept going nice. back and forth. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. She loved it. <laughs> Hours that's of great. entertainment. I know. Yeah. That's the same way. And, and he's flown quite a bit. 
in his life. And so he's got like, you know, those wing badges that the captain will give them. And he just can't wait till we fly again. And I I hope we can fly again soon. But but we do have a cool airport in Bend where um, there's like a restaurant that has a balcony so you can eat. Um, and then watch the planes come in. It's so fun. That's cool. That's so sweet. Yeah. It's nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, um, okay. So he's almost three. What, what is, um, running and momming looking like these days? Yeah. And, and I'm wondering where you're at with, um, last time we talked with you, you, um, you just were talking about how it was a quite a transition for you to go from career woman to stay at home mom. And I'm wondering how you're, how that's going these days. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because when I decided to transition to stay at home mom, I always thought that maybe right around now would be the time that I would be thinking about going back to the career. And so that, you know, it's like, he's starting to, his life is more about being with other kids. You know, he likes being with other kids and, you know, I, I can sense that maybe around the corner that, um, that I might be going back to a career and letting him, you know, get back into school and stuff. How how does that feel? Yeah. (laughs) I know it's, well, on one hand, it feels like, almost like when you're in high school trying to pick your college and your, you know, your major and all that stuff, like you have um, a lot of, I feel like I have a lot of options and I'm trying to like, well, I could go back to what I was doing before, or I could do like a totally new thing, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. maybe, maybe this is a chance to just start over and do something else that, you know, I've been passionate about. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I there are a lot of possibilities out there. You're not stuck on one track. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just seems like when you're actually like in a job and I don't know, it's scary to quit. It's scary to like, you know, give up your your income and security and, you know, it's working. And yeah, it's, it's a little bit scarier to kind of try something new. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Gosh, you could do anything, Renee. You are an awesome mom and you're so smart. <laughs> so yeah. I know anything that you put your mind to, you're going to do great at. Well, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I at least am good at getting obsessive about stuff. I can like, you know, like I can get really, you know, like <laughs> you'll learn about I'm gonna it. I'm going to do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. If you don't know it, you'll learn yeah. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, keep going. Well, I was just going to say, I know I get to hear a lot more about you guys since you do the podcast. So, <laughs> like, I kind of already know where you guys are and <laughs> yeah. what you've been up to. I know. Sometimes friends will say that. They'll be like, oh, I was missing you this morning. So I listened to a podcast. And, right. I don't and even need to better. see you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, no, I still want to see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. I was actually thinking of you guys out there a couple of times. Um, <laughs> one of them is I found this amazing new book that I wanted to tell you guys about. Yeah. Yeah. um so the it's called roar by stacy sims have you heard of it i just listened to a podcast with stacy sims on the coop cast nice 
Yeah. And nice. that's the book you were talking about. Yes. Women are not small men. Yes. That's it. Yeah. It is amazing. And I, and I discovered it via a friend at just the right time because it helped so much with this FKT. Really? <laughs> it was just, yeah. It was amazing. So. Yeah. Is it like just because it's uplifting or like, how did it help? Was like, because of your training, like training in accordance to your cycle or. Well, so it was a little bit too late to to do the training, but um, I mean, just as it turns out, you know, you have to plan these things months in advance and I'm working around other people's schedules and I'm going to start my period basically like on the day I start or, you know, like right around then. Yeah. And so I'm the whole time I'm just like, you know, God damn it, what the hell? This is gonna be awful. <laughs> and then and then I discover Stacy Sims book and she's like, No, the timing is great. You know, you're gonna be more coordinated, you're gonna, you know, have more energy. And I'm like, How have I not figured all of this stuff out? I'm like forty something years old and I don't know all of this yet. <laughs> Me neither. I know. It's like as women we should know. But right, exactly. Well, yeah, it's wow. That's yeah, so but also the food. Um, I I have never figured out. I've never put two and together why sometimes I eat like you know 200 calories an hour, and some other times I eat 300 calories an hour, and it, it's like all related to the cycle, and it's amazing. Yeah, when you need more versus when you don't need as much, maybe. Yeah, and- when you're you're apparently your luteal phase, you're more. Uh, you want more um, like glucose. So you're more carb dependent. So mm-hmm. you need more carbs in your luteal phase. And gonna have uh, it's to amazing. Yeah. 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 I am. <laughs> I, I, that is so cool. You brought that up because yeah. it, that's been in my mind. Like I literally just listened to that podcast on Friday and, and it's just been, I've been thinking about it a lot since then. It's so, yeah, it's so good. It's one of those things that I, yeah, I, I've, I've been listening to and I can't put it down. It's so good. Oh, I'm in good. the middle of, of a book right now, but after that, I'm going to read that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Me too. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. about how I could get it because, um, yeah, we're in Idaho this summer, Renee, and oh, yeah. I can't really get mail. That's like the problem. And so then, you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of bookstores or like options, you know, I don't know, but I'll have to, I'll have to look into how I get an iPad or something. I do. I do. But I like to underline, you know, yeah. That's the thing that like I'm doing audiobooks because it's so much easier to squeeze it into life. True. But you don't have the, the paper, the underlining, yeah. the yeah. bookmarking and, and dog earring and yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to go back to that, you know? So yeah, you can highlight on the app, but it's not the same as like looking through it. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Renee, you, can you tell us about what you just did? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll try. Cause it's one of those things that like, you know, I, um, I talk to running friends and try to explain, you know, what it's like to do the Sierra high route. And, you know, no one really, like, if you haven't actually done a lot of, you know, off country or, or, um, off trail travel in the Sierra, it's hard to really just describe it, you know, like, 
Like some people have never actually attempted to run on Talus before, you know, and like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like what is, what exactly is Talus versus Scree? And, you know, um, so basically the Sierra High Route, um, there's this, this, this guy named Steve Roper and he's just a Sierra wanderer. And so he knows all of these, like, you know, amazing, beautiful places that have no trails and, um, and the passes to link the, you know, between them. And his idea was, well, you know, the JMT, you end up being in like low country, not very scenic a lot of times. And so he was like, well, I'd rather create a route where it's kind of like the JMT where you get a tour of the Sierra, but you stay as high as possible and you get to experience the mountains like you know, all of the views and, um, and instead of kind of being in the valley, you're up high. And so Mm -hmm. he called his, he wrote a book and he called his route, the Sierra high route. And so it tends to be something that like, um, like the more mountaineering oriented people get excited about or experienced backpackers that kind of want like, you know, the next challenge. So like maybe somebody has been backpacking for a long time or they've done the JMT and they want to like, you know, just push it a little bit and do something a little harder. And so I, the first time I had heard about the Sierra High Route was a long time ago, like probably 20 years ago or so from a girlfriend at, you know, like she was my climbing buddy and she introduced me to the Sierra High Route. And I mean, I just, it's been on my list ever since. So yeah. And, and I just decided like, and I realized that it was an FKT, like it was on the FKT site. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do it as an FKT. That's, you know, and just, and one, <laughs> one reason that I've never gotten it done before is because it is just, I mean, it's a long route. And mm-hmm. if you were to like tr- do a traditional backpack of it, you know, it would like be like a week or if not more, like a, you would, you know, it would take a long time. So <clears throat> it's hard to, to find time to do that in life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you do it as fast as possible, it takes less time. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, yeah, <laughs> just maybe more training. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, it's a lot harder at, in the moment and a lot yeah. more training, but, um, but yeah, you can actually do it instead of never getting the chance to do it. Yeah. Well, how, how long was it? So it's a little under 200 miles and half of it is off trail. And wow. uh, so that means, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the cool thing is, I mean, if you do a lot of off trail stuff in the Sierra, some of it is just, just horrible, <laughs> awful, slow, tedious, you know, obnoxious stuff. And I think um, Roper did a really good job of linking together some nice cross-country terrain. So, like, there's even some of the cross-country terrain is more runnable than than some of the trails. It's really, you know, just, like, grassy meadows with meandering creeks and just, like, dreamy country. And and so, yeah, you can actually run a lot of the off-trail stuff. Okay. Yeah. So it's not all just, like slow and climbing over rocks and right although there yeah 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 so there is some of that yeah (laughs) like like one section in particular um there's like rocks that are literally bigger than bigger than my sprinter van and you know you're just like 
it's uh, hands and feet, the whole bo- full body experience, like climbing over these massive rocks. I'm just like, <laughs> like you're a tiny little ant, you know? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, well, so I was wondering, I looked on the fastest known time website and there were no woman times. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of women have attempted it. Okay. And have not, have not done it, have not finished for a variety of reasons. Okay. And there's, um, and it happens to men too. There's a ton of like, I, when I, I was doing recon trips this summer, uh, to help, you know, like just make myself faster during the FKT. And I would, you know, run into and talk to people that were doing the route. And, you know, like, like tons of people were like, whoa, you know, really you're going to do that i i couldn't do it i have to turn around i'm you know i'm not going to make it so it's something that a lot of people um i think because it is um it appeals to backpackers and that maybe have never had the experience before they don't necessarily um uh no no they don't uh they get in a lot of people get in over their heads with this route did it did it kind of did it make you want to do it more (laughs) well yeah so that's well (laughs) and uh, yeah so that's part of it is like uh, you know there should be a woman on on this on this page Mm -hmm. like there there's you know there should be a female number on this page yeah um but also (laughs) so all of the men's times are are for something right like like Leor was four and a half days and this this one guy that David Iologist that just Mm -hmm. that is like you know four days and 11 hours or something so I really wanted my number to start with four that was the other thing that was like <laughs> yes yeah I want to do it in under five days because because that's that's you know yeah that's the, the number that the guys have done oh my yeah. gosh and so what what was your time so it ended up being five or seven minutes shy of five days and okay. I was literally Good. sprinting at the end down thousands of feet of trail to try oh my to gosh. get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're close. Yeah. No, I, when I hit the trail, it was seven miles of trail. When I hit the trail, it was, you know, I, I've done that trail before. It was runnable trail all downhill. And I calculated the whole time I was calculating my head, like what my pace has to be to get the five, <laughs> to get it below five hours. And I'm like, I'm not going to make it. No, yeah, I'm going to make it. No, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god. Your engineer brain is just like yeah. <laughs> making the calculations. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is amazing, Renee. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Was, yeah, thank you. It was really it I mean it was an like I don't know, fun, horrible, you know, all everything. It was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. So what, so what you'd expect, I think, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. Was this endeavor supported or unsupported? Yeah. So I got really, really excited about doing it supported because the route crosses uh, Tioga Pass in Yosemite. And it also goes through um, it's Devil's Post Pile is this place right outside of Mammoth Lakes, which um, oh. yeah, if you're not from California, you may or not have heard of these places. But basically the roads. So. I was like, wow, I'm going to be crossing roads. And if I got somebody to drive my sprinter van, I could sleep in the sprinter and, and go even faster and not carry any, you know, overnight gear. 
Mm. And then, so that took care of two of the nights. And then the other two nights were backcountry nights. And originally my husband was going to hike in and meet me with overnight gear. And so, yeah, it, I just got excited about the the whole idea of, of just running with a, a, you know, my normal day pack. Yeah. So a little lighter. Yeah. A lot lighter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And would help you when you have to scramble over those huge boulders. And you yes. know, yeah. 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 For sure. And a lot of times I was thinking of that. Like I did some stuff that was a little bit more technical just for the sake of, of uh, doing a slightly sh- like a shortcut. And, um, and if I had a huge pack on my back, like I couldn't have done this stuff as easily. Yeah. So, yeah, it helped yeah. in a lot of ways. So what was, sorry, like going to start from the beginning. What was your prep like with, you know, planning all of this stuff and get making sure you have everybody at the right locations at the right yeah. time? Yeah. So <laughs> as you might imagine, you know, I've been planning this for months. Mm-hmm. And of course, coronavirus changed. Like originally, you know, grandparents were going to help and they could watch Tyler and my husband could come in and help me. And then, of course, like, well, now that with coronavirus, you know, the grandparents can't watch my mm-hmm. kid. And so my husband has to watch my kid. And and I ended up finding, you know, some a friend that would substitute for my husband. <laughs> and, you know, it just... um yeah, so it was kind of like the the same thing with the 14ers. I I basically planned this whole support team. Like it ended up being like three different times I, you know, had to like completely scramble to Yeah. And and yeah, you can imagine it's just working with everyone's schedules and um <laughs> permits and everything else. It's that part is not fun at all. Yeah. What permits so, do you have to get? Well, so because I wanted somebody to come in to support me in, you know, on those two nights in the backcountry, I had to get overnight permits for, you know, those, the the support team. But also now, of course, I had to get a permit for myself. But then you also have to now get a permit just to drive into Yosemite because of the coronavirus. They're like restricting the number of cars that can get into Yosemite. It's crazy. Okay. yeah, so I ended up having like, I mean, I, I, I spent multiple hundreds of dollars on, on permit reservations because I didn't know exactly what day I was going to start. Oh my and, gosh. Oh my gosh. It was oh. crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, I didn't even to think about re- permits. Mm-hmm. Well, hmm. yeah. And if you're not like, I, the rest of the country is not nearly as bad as California. I mean, there are some other, obviously some other places like Yellowstone, some really popular places where, that you have to deal with a lot of permits and quotas, but it's insane. You have to wake up at like 12 a.m. and log onto your computer to make reservations for trailheads, and and you may or may not get it. It's just, oh, it's awful. It's painful. Wow. I'm sure. So then you're worried too, because it's like, what if, you no, know, you don't get something or right, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like getting everybody in their places. Yeah. And. And the car, the support car, and yeah, goodness gracious, that yeah. yeah. Okay. So that part, the, if anything, I'm now, <laughs> I'm now kind of jaded on the whole support thing, and I'm like, that's it. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna do it self-supported or or unsupported from now on. <laughs> so that means you have more FKTs in the future, please. <laughs> <laughs> right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> she probably has something up her sleeve right now. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> you can't tell until the week before or whatever. Yeah. And so <laughs> what was the training like? Um, were you, was it as vigorous as when you did the California 14ers? Well, the one thing that was different is I, it, it's not as technical. The, the route is like third class, fourth class at, at most, like only fourth class because I, I took some like shortcuts that didn't have to be made. Um, and, um, like, so the California 14ers, there's, you know, fifth class stuff. So I was climbing in my training last year, but I wasn't, I didn't climb at all this year, partly because of the coronavirus and, you know, hanging out with a climbing partner, you know, and, and in a busy crag or, you know, like climbing is just not, um, not really as good of an idea right now with coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, yeah, so I haven't been climbing at all. So in that sense, it was easier because it was like a whole other modality that I just could cut out, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. 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 But so, then the, the other big thing is like, um, back to backs were to me really important this year. So long runs back to back mm -hmm. just because you're kind of doing more like more consistent, you know, you, um, not, there's not as many breaks in between for the, for this one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah cause you did have the, you had that time when you were driving between the mountains last time. Yeah, exactly. And also like I rode my bike up, up white instead of, instead of running. So mm -hmm. I had like a whole, like, I don't know. <gasps> multi-sport thing going on that helped break yeah. it helped break it up and it wasn't as like running heavy yeah mm -hmm. yeah and so were you able to run most of this fkt i mean i know there were the scrambling sections which would be slow but you did yeah. still run a lot on this yeah yeah um and so of course there's some trail that's not runnable just because it's too rocky or mm -hmm. too steep so i can't say that i could run you know so 50 I know 50% of it was trail I know I didn't run all of that trail but most of that trail and then there was definitely some cross country that I was able to run so yeah for sure at least 50% was okay. running yeah 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 it's so cool I, it, I I saw your pictures on Strava and oh yeah insanely beautiful yeah it is oh yeah. my gosh well, that's the other thing that the like I've so I've done the JMT and the Sierra High Route now and the Sierra High Route is just above and beyond the the scenery is amazing it's mm -hmm. spectacular and the other cool thing is that you're not there with like hundreds of other people the JMT sure. is so overrun with people you can't mm -hmm. even like you know you don't even feel like you can go pee off the trail because or you know whatever and it's really bad and versus the the sierra high route i mean you know i would go for like not 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 days but you know i'm trying to think if there was a day that i didn't see anybody that's probably not true but for sure like at least half a day i didn't see anybody okay. yeah a lot okay. less people yeah a lot good for people. corona Right now too, the COVID. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Probably good to be more isolated. Yeah. 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 Did you get lonely? I guess you saw some of your support. Yeah. At least at the night, but during the yeah. day, did you get lonely? 
No, and I think um, I think that helped a lot was like seeing somebody, you know, every night and every morning or whatever before I headed out. That was um, that was key. But then also um, I had an inreach with me mm-hmm. and I welcomed messages. I had a whole system um, where I could actually, you know, look at my messages without stopping, basically. So it wasn't slowing me down. And I had messages from from home, you know, people just being like, you know, like, wow, you know, you're getting close. It's great. Or friends like bringing back memories of like, you know, like, you know, I remember when we were there and, you know, and it's like, you know, just thinking about you, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So I felt like there were people with me because of my my inreach, you know, just like at least, you know, virtually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's so nice. Good motivation and support. Yeah, no, for sure. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about. So one night I was on a trail. Speaking of trails that you can't run, I was on a trail that I was expecting to be able to run. It had been too long, apparently, since I had been on this trail and I forgot how technical and rocky it was. And so I was it was like my last push to get into camp and it was dark. And I was just like, you know, when you expect to be done an hour before you're done and it just yes. becomes a complete like you just lose it you, oh, yeah. you don't have the motivation or the strength yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so <laughs> I was in that space <laughs> and I get a message from a girlfriend who's like you know I'm just sending a lot I just wanted to share with you you know there's a a mama on Facebook that that like is you know following your adventure and she just said like you know, I'm so glad to have a, a you know, a mom that, that's inspiring as you. And I just like, I just put this big smile on my face. I'm like, this is exactly why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And it just helps so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Aww. I love that. I, I know I do too. <laughs> because it's so true. It's like you're doing this big thing and it, and it can very easily I mean, I mean, I'm sure like on that night when you're tired and you've already been through a lot, it's like, why am I even doing this? But it's like you are bringing such a a good light to this route for women, the sport of women being, you know, doing these big endeavors and moms. Yeah, I mean, same. of course, I mean, yeah, we love talking to you about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and- yeah. And your podcast is like the perfect venue for like, I, you know, I want to connect with moms and be like, don't give up. You know, like, yeah. like, like it's, you know, it's hard, but it's possible. Yeah. Keep yeah. Doing. I <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that. Let's see. So there were, oh gosh, four nights. You said four nights. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Four nights. And yeah. did you sleep much? And also you had said <laughs> your husband was going to backpack in to meet you. Yeah. Did your friend do that? Yeah. 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 So I had a friend that carried in overnight gear for the okay. two of us, as well as, you know, food for my resupply. Okay. Um, yeah, exactly. And so, um, and it, I mean, he was amazing. You know, he like stayed up. Um, until I got there to cook me dinner and then he woke up with me in the morning. So he was, you know, getting sleep deprived also. Um, but it was, yeah, it was just great to have somebody like, okay, so here's another really fantastic story. (laughs) (laughs) Like the first, the first 
night when I was meeting him in, you know, for a camp at Lake Italy is, is the spot. Um, mm-hmm. It was, you know, I, I reached like the last climb, the top of the last climb right at sunset. And so I was doing the descent in the dark and, you know, eventually like we could see our, each other's headlamps. Like that was our, you know, like we're just looking for each other's headlamps to like yeah. connect in the middle of this, you know, the wilderness. Oh. And, and I had my headphones in because it like I was using music for like, you know, to, for motivation when, mm-hmm. at, you know, when I really needed it. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I had Daft Punk playing in my, <laughs> in my headphones and uh-huh. his headlamp started strobing like like and there was like this disco party in my head in oh the middle of the gosh. wilderness <laughs> I'm just like running and, and dancing in my head all the way to into camp it was so sweet oh, oh my gosh I love that <laughs> yeah. that's like those are the moments that are getting you through you know yeah. and yes, just making yeah, exactly. it fun Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's not the whole, the whole yeah it's yeah you like there's these fantastic highs that you experience sometimes yeah (laughs) oh my gosh I'll listen to music sometimes in my headphones and I'll be you know running on the road and I'm like going off like the road into the you know (laughs) or whatever I'm like hey there's cars driving by maybe I shouldn't right now but (laughs) at least you're alone in the dark and you can do what you want to (laughs) yes no yeah exactly so uncoordinated (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> but, moments, though. Um. Yeah. So you, you yeah you a lot. Only when I was having uh, you know, when I was tired or just kind of over it, I would put in my music. Um. Yeah. And I did. I had. I think it was. I used them twice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's not that bad. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Almost yeah. Under yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, it so wasn't too bad. What what was your fatigue like this time? Like would you how much would you sleep uh in between? And, yeah. and you kind of always worried about getting the time you wanted and Yeah, so that's the tricky thing. The um the guys the guy so David Ayala in particular who just mm-hmm. he just got the new FKT I was, I was tracking him while he was doing it and he basically was giving himself three hours break in between legs. So that's, you know, that's a nap basically. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I knew that if I, if I did that to myself, my pace would suffer. Right. And so I don't know. It's this tough balance between, you know, you kind of, I had an idea of how long it would take me while I was on foot and how fast I would go as long as I was, you know, sleeping a decent amount. Mm-hmm. And, but then if you sleep less, you know, technically you could be slower, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. it's, it's just really hard to like to play that game. So, um, I did end up, I was shooting for in between like four and six hours of sleep every night. There was one night that I screwed up and I set my alarm rocket wrong and I ended up sleeping for only like an hour and a half oh yeah and that was that was rough and I you know kind of was like (laughs) I'm gonna be more careful I'm not gonna do that again Mm -hmm. but but of course in hindsight now you know it's like I wouldn't have gotten my five days if if that alarm hadn't woken me up yeah oh my gosh um I was gonna ask did you 
what did you take away from your first FKT with the California 14ers and plug into this FKT? Or did you, like, was there anything that you're like, ah, I should have done differently during the 14ers that you did with this route, this Hmm. FKT? Um, Well, so the first thing that pops into my head is just knowing how much doing, like, uh, you know, like, like once you get into say like 24 to 30 hour pushes, it just destroys me. Like I, it's so much harder to come back after, after mm-hmm. like don't being out and pushing that long. Mm-hmm. But I knew like, I, I know that something in the more like, you know, 16 to 20 hour range, I can, it's almost like sustainable. Like I can do that, you know, like over and over and over again. Okay. And part of that was like in the 14ers, but then part, you know, during training also just learning that stuff. Yeah. And and so that's really helpful when you're planning something like this to know like, oh, you know, if it's like five 20 hour days, I can manage that, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm hmm. Only 20 hours. 20 hour days. <laughs> yeah, but that is a good a good self awareness piece of yeah. your. Well, yeah, yeah. When you're trying to push and and do something like this, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know the the whole multi day thing is a a different beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, because I think it's just I don't. You just don't even really know before you do something like this. Um. I like, I just would be like, what, what is my mind going to do? And what, yeah, yeah, psychological exactly. stuff yeah. of it. Yeah. Well, and, um, and, uh, that does, does help. Like once you play with it and experiment with it, you learn things like, oh, you know, I'm a whole lot better if I just put in my music and, or, you know, or, the, or this time I, I, I did coffee. I usually don't use caffeine. But I used, I put in, you know, I, I drank some caffeine at nine o'clock knowing that I was going to have to go until 3 a.m. And, and it was like, it was just magic between my music and my caffeine. I was, and, and knowing that I was going to have to go till 3 a.m., I just like, you know, just did it. Yeah. 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 So like, um, the mental tricks, you know, like one is just being prepared for like, I feel, I find if you are expecting to go until 3 a.m., mm-hmm. it's completely different than, you know, like epicking and thinking that you're going to be done at midnight and then you end up being done at 3 a.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those like ne- even what you said about you were expecting to be done um, an hour before that and then you got that message. But that hour feels like it takes forever because it's just, yeah, it's insane. You're like, I should have been done 30 minutes ago. I should have been done 45 minutes ago or whatever. I know. I'm sure, I'm sure you all have had that experience where you're like, you're in the last mile. And I swear it feels like the last mile is like five. Like, why why can't I? Like, like the whole time you just ran, it like is doubled in that last mile. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, so, and, oh, go ahead. Uh, as, um, you talked a lot about like protecting your mental space. So, yeah. what was your headspace like for most of this? Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. So, there's a few like I don't know, like mantras or um, I don't know practices that I do that really help. And one of them is actually 
uh, one that I have, have learned since the 14ers that I just, I just embraced it. It's so awesome. I love it. That, mm-hmm. um, it's you, you tell yourself do now right, which means forget about, you know, an hour ago. If you think you screwed up and you're, you know, upset that you screwed up an hour ago, just forget about that and just focus mm-hmm. on now and what you're doing now and do now as best as you can. And that's just amazing. Like if you can manage to convince yourself of that, it's like a reset button and you're, you know, fresh again. Right. Yeah. And, yes. um, yeah. And the other thing is really focusing on the breath. So I have a, um, a girlfriend turned me on to this three, two breathing, um, technique where you do three steps, inhale, two steps, exhale. Yeah. And it becomes like a meditation. And it also ensures that you are um, you're staying calm. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. So it becomes like this relaxing, moving meditation. Oh. And so, the, yeah, that's a really good way for me to, like you said, protect my headspace. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm if your brain is just spinning and you're not paying attention to what you're doing, and you realize like, oh, I haven't been paying attention to the breath. And then suddenly, you know, you're back in it and you're you're mindful of what's going on in your body, whether you're tired or hungry or thirsty. And it just I don't know, it, that helps so much as well. And then maybe the third one is I'm just constantly evaluating like, you know, um, am I going fast enough right now? Can I be going a little bit faster or, you know, um, there's also postural things that I've learned, like, um, you know, that like prevent injury, like, for example, leaning your torso a little bit forward, women tend to lean back a little bit, and then that makes you use your quads too much. And then it leads to knee injury. Mm-hmm. And so there's like all of these sort of postural things that I have learned that, um, that I kind of check in. And um, so it's like, a yeah, there's kind of like the breathing. And then the mental and the physical, there's like these, all of these check-ins yeah. that I do. Did you just learn about the posture stuff yourself or did you go to someone and kind of go through your um, cadence and. Yeah. Uh, it started with an injury. Okay. And, um, and then that led to like a gait analysis and, gait. That's you know, what I was looking yeah. For. Yeah. <laughs> you knew what yeah. I meant. Yes. Which I, I highly recommend. I mean, if, if like almost everyone tends to suffer from an injury at some point mm-hmm. and, and that may or may not lead to them getting a gait analysis, but I would recommend it for even people who have never been injured before because mm-hmm. it can, it can prevent injury. It, it leads to, you know, like just more durability and better economy and, you know, just making everything easier. Mm-hmm. Yes, our our um the local running store that I um work at um here and there, uh Foot Zone, they do a good form running clinic. Uh oh my gosh. Well, re- very regularly, at least once a month, maybe once every couple of weeks, just because it's so important. Yeah, it is. It's really important. And the other thing that it took me a while to figure out is strength training. It's it's an, it's a fallacy that just 
doing what you're trying to do is going to make you strong enough. And that's all, you know, like, like, oh, I plan on running, on running. So I'm just going to run. That's how I'm going to train. And strength, I've just realized that strength training is so important. Mm -hmm. And just running alone. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Like you talked about when all you want to do is run, you don't want to do anything else. Like, yeah, when what you're training for is running. All I want to do is go for a run. Right. Yeah. But. It feels good to be strong, though. That's for sure. But yeah, yeah, that's all good. <laughs> I used to love strength training and I've just gone down. Yeah. So I need to get back into it. I know it's important. Yeah, it's yeah, it's easy to let it slip. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally feel. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, how was the training, um, while being a mom and doing this while, so your husband was home with Tyler, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the whole, the coronavirus hit, so, um, we didn't have daycare for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even more so than before, you know, like last summer, I could pretty much count on always having, you know, at least two daycare days to try to get in long runs without um, putting load on my husband because mm-hmm. he's he's just, you know, he's trying to work and but then also have some free time to himself. So that was the way that we found the balance last year was like, you know, just a couple of daycare days allowed me to like get some long runs in. And so for a while, that was not an option at all because of the coronavirus and, you know, all of daycare shut down and everything. So the stroller runs, I actually managed to figure out how to get like, like even eight miles in with my son in the stroller, which um, was a huge deal. Like it was almost like, I almost felt like I didn't need any more running, you know, just like, you know, you do like a couple, you know, like two or three days of eight mile runs with, and you're just like, okay, you know, that's, that's that's pretty good. Especially <laughs> in a stroller. Yes. Well, yeah, three year old. Yeah. Yeah. So what yeah. tips did you what how did you get him to go for eight miles? Yeah, so the the thing that has been working out really well is we generally start around snack time. And so when, you know, and and luckily my son eats. Like Mm-hmm. He likes food. So, <laughs> so, um, when it's snack time, he sits in, in the stroller and, you know, he ends up eating for like 45, 30 or 45 minutes, you know, checking out the birds, eating his snack. And then at some point he needs a break. And so, you know, I'm, I'm carrying the bike. And then, so he rides his bike for a little bit and then jumps back in the stroller when he gets ready for lunch. And then we run through lunchtime. So, yeah, so it's like a, it ends up being a two phase thing, but it's pretty awesome because, you know, I'm even walking or even sometimes running when he's riding his bike. Mm -hmm. And then I'm definitely for sure running, you know, when he's eating in the stroller. So, um, that's, that's how it ended. Like, you know, it wasn't always eight miles, but we could usually get in like eight miles in. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I know. And that's like a solid amount of just, just like for weekday mileage. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so then my husband would give me like a morning on a weekend to get a long run in. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like, that was the, 
That was the system, the coronavirus system this time. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be worked. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. question, you had said, um, that your family and your husband, you needed, you needed some time to recover from your last FKT attempt, uh, just yeah. because, you know, yeah. it's so in depth and involved and there's sacrifices being made everywhere by everybody. Um, do you feel like there was enough time between the two? Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully. And also, um, I didn't need training was not as intense yeah. this time around. And that was in, intentional to not cause friction with my husband. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, he was basically after last year, he was just like, you can never do that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I got it. I mean, we were, you know, we were fighting and it just, you know, I didn't want to do that again. So yeah. Right. Yeah. It well, is it, hard. Yeah. It stresses out everybody. I mean, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a long time to be training and it, I'm sure it's hard on you cause you're leaving your family and to train and it's hard on them cause they're taking care of the kids and, but yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, and I'm sure you guys, I mean, yeah, this, I mean, I know Steph, your husband also runs and so you guys kind of like just take turns. So Nikki's husband runs. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, Mine doesn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. But yeah. <laughs> One of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter which one. No. Um, yeah. So you guys can just, you basically just take turns, you know, mm-hmm. training and doing your thing and the focus being on one of you. And, um, and that's kind of just what we needed was to, I needed to sort of like, you know, let my husband do his trips and for a while and, you know, like basically anything he asked, it was like, yes, yes, honey. Yes. You know? <laughs> Like, yes, yes, you can do that. Go, you can do that. Yeah. 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 He got to refill himself and then. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So how was, or what were your feelings at the end and what time did you finish? What time of day? Yeah. So it was three 40. Is it? something right around 3:40 a.m. something oh, like God. that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the crazy thing was just like the 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 chemicals that were going on in my head. I I was so just like fired up. I was like, <laughs> I you know I um I got back to the car and I had to like pace the parking lot because I was just <gasps> so <laughs> you know, like wired stop, you know, I was so wired. Yeah. And I was, I had some of the most, the craziest highs that I've ever experienced during Mm -hmm. this FKT, just the chemicals, the rush, the, it was insane. The sort of the, the, I have, I think I mentioned to you guys before, um, I have dug into flow states and, um, and they've done research into flow states and figured out exactly like what chemicals happen to create flow states, but then also what the situation is to wow. create these flow states, which is basically like, you know, runner's high is a form mm-hmm. of a flow state. And it's just, I mean, it's so true. Like when you get these intense chemical cocktails going on in your head, it's just, it's insane. It's unbelievable. It's bizarre. 
Yeah. yeah. Did so, you hallucinate at all? Sorry. So no, no. So I did not hallucinate this time, which I think was um like I was managing my sleep a little bit more, both in terms of the duration, but then also what time of day I was sleeping. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your body does so much better if you sleep kind of like at night during the hours, you know, between like 11 and three or whatever. <laughs> so I think that helped a lot. Um, the only thing that I did, like I was really exhausted at one point and my eyes were kind of just like drifting and I couldn't focus, but I wasn't ever at the point of hallucination. Which okay. maybe some maybe some would argue that I wasn't pushing myself hard enough. Like I was just way too happy at the end. <laughs> oh yeah, awesome. you had too much left in the tank. You right exactly. <laughs> gone the other way too. <laughs> yeah. Lazy butt. <laughs> oh no, no. And so okay, tell us about uh, the the high points, the, yeah. the feeling really good times, and and maybe like your favorite sections of of the trail. Yeah, yeah. So, well, <laughs> some of my favorite sections of the trail are probably, well, okay. So there's a, a particularly scenic area and it's, um, it's called like the Bear Lakes Basin and all of the, the, the names of the lakes are named after bears or like, like White Bear Lake and, you know, Brown Bear Lake and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. So you saw some of the, you saw at least one of the pictures from this area on my, on my Strava, I mean, mm-hmm. just like lakes with, uh, God, how can you even explain it? They're like, they're like infinity pools going off of a cliff with yes. mountains and yeah, reflections of the mountains in the lakes and, you know, surrounded by sandy beaches and grassy meadows and <laughs> just oh like the sort of thing that you, you know, like, Maybe if you were a, bil- a billionaire, does, you know, you had this amazing landscaper and even they probably couldn't come up with this stuff, you know? Yeah, <laughs> totally. <amazing. laughs> like the true yeah. magic of nature and wildflowers yeah, yes. and birds chirping and mm-hmm. yeah, all that stuff. So You're like, can I just build a cabin right here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And that is one downside of, of trying to go fast is like, you can't just, for example, throw off your clothes and skinny dip in the lake and enjoy an afternoon in the sunshine, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then, um, the other, just, there were a couple of very distinct moments of intense, like just runner's high or whatever flow state you might want to call it that made those moments particularly, you know, fun and memorable mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Were they yeah. like downhill running? Well, th- so that's the crazy thing is usually these, ha- this happens to me downhill running, but there was one in particular, the last really big climb at, in, you know, in the middle of the night and I'm in the middle, I'm, my brain is blitzing. I'm just like, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I've never ever experienced that on a climb before. Mm, just, yeah. just full of energy and just stoked on life and feeling just all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. What, what day was that? Like how far well, into the time were you? So that was my very last, like the very last push up 
you know, like, so like this is happening at like midnight. I think I got to the top of this climb at midnight. And, um, and then from there on, it was essentially downhill from there. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. And how many many peaks are there? I mean, do you, this route, how are there, are there, do you summit a lot of peaks? No, no. So you, that's so, so you can, if you do the route, like, like you're, you're going over high passes basically right next to peace peaks. So yeah. if you if you want to do it as like a more of like a mountaineering thing, then, yeah, you you climb up the pass and then you go tag a peak mm-hmm. and then you continue on. Um, and I wasn't doing any peaks just for the, you know, just for the speed sake. Yeah. So bas- but so but basically, I mean, you're going over passes and the passes are essentially like little mountains. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm at, you know, 12,000 feet, 11,000 feet. Um you know, most of the time I'm above, above 8,000 feet mm-hmm. and, and I can't even, I mean, I did so many passes every day. I can't even keep, tr- I can't even tell you it. I have to just go right. back and like, and, and count them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know, 10 passes a day, some like some, maybe oh, something wow. like that, at least for sure, at least five passes a day. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I'm wondering, um, for the, the sections that weren't on trail, were you using Caltopo to navigate? Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, the, <laughs> in advance, the amount of studying that I did was like, I mean, you can imagine like, I'm, you know, I'm an engineer and my husband is, is the Caltopo guy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and a ton of time looking in detail at every inch of the route to try to figure out, you know, even down to like, you know, plus or minus 30 feet, should I go, you know, this way or that way? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, and it's things like, you know, um, scree goalies, you're going to be faster on the descent if you're in a scree goalie than if you have to climb over slabs, you know, and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So trying to like piece together the really easy terrain and avoiding cliffs, but then also the most direct line from A to B, mm-hmm. you know, just, that part is, is really fun. It just like, it um, works with your mind. Yeah. It does. Really <laughs> it compliments you. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was doing that. I mean, I was doing that literally for months. I can't even tell you how many hours I spent doing that. I, um, yeah, in, in an insane amount of time for sure, you know, longer than I spent doing the FKT, probably five times longer than I spent doing wow. FKT probably. Yeah. yeah. So how do you stay excited about something for so long? You know, I, yeah. I feel like I'm a person that kind of bounces like, you know, you're really excited and on fire one day and then the next you're like, ugh, like just tired or, you know, how do you do that? Yeah, I know what you're, I totally get it. And so there, it would come in spurts like, like I may not, you know, I might, may like go weeks without thinking about the, the route at all. But then other times like I'm obsessed and like every night after my son goes to bed, I need to do like an hour worth of, you know, research or something. Um, but then the other thing that really helped is like, like, um, so I did, let's see, four recon trips 
yeah, I did four recon trips this summer, just trying to check out different parts of the route. Two of them were with a girlfriend. And so that was fun to like, you know, they were just trips to do with a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, there was just a lot of excitement with like friends and, um, and just, you know, the nature of it being an FKT, it's this really big goal. And, and then, but then also that's kind of, I have found that that is what drives me is like, it's an excuse to be better and pursue, you know, like incremental improvements, whether that be mentally or physically, you know, just getting better with food or, you know, whatever. I find it to be very, um, uh, inspiring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on a lot of different levels. Yeah. Yeah. And you are such a learner. I mean, yeah, yeah you learned a lot about yourself through this, through each FKT experience. And yeah, right? but then, yeah, <laughs> but then, like we were talking about books, right? You know, like, like there's this amazing path that you end up taking. Like you, you know, you talk to one girlfriend and there's this wonderful book and you like, you know, learn so much about that book and then that leads you on to another book. And yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah (sighs) wow (laughs) when when you so we were talking in the beginning that you were so close to getting into five days so when you were pacing because you were on such a high there was no one around you right it was just you when you know yeah yeah it was just me and that's how it was last time too wasn't it Mm mm-hmm yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. So, well, this time when I got to my car, my support crew, he was actually there awake. Oh, good. And so, yeah. So he, um, I was, he was able to make my dinner and just allow me to like, just, you know, download, you know, and like talk about what an amazing, crazy experience that was. Yeah. And yeah, that was really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so did that make the finish uh, feel a little bit more uh, like you would like think celebratory? Would be. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Kind of sad. I don't know. Or <laughs> yeah, what have your emotions been like? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how have you been feeling? When did you finish? What day? So that was the, you know, 3 a.m. on the 24th. Okay. Right. Only yeah. Three days ago. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Four days when this podcast comes out. But yeah. So how I basically, are you decompressing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a really interesting process, but it's, um, uh, I mean, part of it is, you know, like anytime you go on like a week long vacation, just coming home feels so bizarre when you, you know, whatever you just spent like a week in Hawaii and it's warm and sunny and suddenly you're, you know, just back home in blah land or something. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> um, so just right. There's the differences, but then also, um, yeah, it is, it's, it is just a really bizarre contrast between the, so much focus on the physicality and, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's really hard to explain. It's almost like a strange time warp or something, but, yeah. um, yeah, but I still, 
yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, I feel great. <laughs> I still feel amazing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure it's hard because you put in all of this energy for something and then you're done and not like you're saying like, now what? But yeah, kind of a little bit, maybe. Well, you know what, like, like talking to you guys, for example, is a great way to, um, I don't know, just start like thinking about what's going on in your head and what your memories were and processing it kind of like the same way as, you know, I haven't been able to start the trip report yet, but of course I'm going to, you know, I'm going to write a trip report and that's a great, another great way to like, you know, um, to like just transition back into regular life, but then also to, to think about what you just did in your experience. So yeah, yeah it's great to talk to you guys about it because it, yeah. <laughs> we've loved having you <laughs> oh yeah I love hearing about this stuff and yeah. I mean just again and and you got you got a woman time on the FKT website yeah. I mean like that is so great you did it fast I mean smoking fast and mm-hmm. just under five days and yeah yeah, it's huge. It's huge. And I love your perspective on just what an FKT can be and how it, you know, it's just about kind of getting better, getting better over a route yourself. And, and just because, I mean, it has turned into the year of FKTs. Yeah, so, for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of, it's really interesting talking to you and just hearing about what it's actually like to do one. Cause, a lot of people are doing them these days. Yeah. Well, and not all of them are, you know, such an endeavor. Like right. there's, there's plenty that, that, you know, like, I don't know. I, I fully support people like not being as intimidated by FKTs. There's a lot out there that you can do that isn't as competitive, mm-hmm. you know, or as long or, you know, as much of a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really fun is it, it, the the FKT world offers a lot of variety and opportunities for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to Nikki. There's <laughs> one in Mankato by us. And it's, what I say, 35 or 39 miles. And it took him eight hours. It was a meal. And I'm like, I could do that faster See? than eight exactly. hours. That's <laughs> how it starts. Uh-huh. Do it. Go for it. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, just do it, Steph. And then... You know, I mean, it, it kind of spotlights new places in the world too, where, and then it gets other people trying to sh- see what they can do. And it's yeah. kind of a contagious little thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it has been so great talking to you. I said it last time and I'll say it again that you are such an inspiration <laughs> for all women, especially moms that they can do hard things when they put their mind to it and we can, and women can do everything, anything. Mm-hmm, and we're yeah. not small men. Exactly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> True. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was, it was awesome, Renee. I just, I feel like you're just a friend and it's just such a, it's just so fun having conversations with you. Yeah. So thank you for giving us your yeah. time again. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I know. Well, thanks for, for just all the work you're doing on the podcast and everything. It's, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Congrats again on your FKT. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In recovery, I hope it, it goes well and 
um, we can't wait to see what you do next. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Like, Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we love Renee. We do love Renee. <laughs> um, yeah, it was so fun having her back on. It was. So our first repeat guest, which was so fun talking to her again. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we just like got right into it and we were so excited to like connect again. And yeah. especially about like this FKT, it was just, it was so fun. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's amazing that she got this FKT and it's just been really an inspiring time to be a runner in the world, actually. Yeah. I mean, we all had everything canceled, of course, for 2020, but it's like new, new, you People know. People are rocking it. Yeah, they like, are. Even they're without like actual it. races, like they're going out and doing hard things like Ooh. Renee. Yeah. Very hard yes. things. Yeah. Yes. So um, it's pretty fun. Um, it yeah, I just, I, have recently been thinking about like this multi-day stuff. Uh, Chase just wrote an article on Camille Heron, who yeah. is doing, she's trying to do 600 miles in six days. Insane. At, yeah. At this multi-day race in Hungary. And I just, I'm like, wow, wow. I, wow. You know, and that, that is like where, gosh, I mean, that that's a hundred miles a day. And without people, you know, rest. People think like it's funny when you talk to non-ultra runners or even runners. Like I was talking to someone about the 50k I have coming up, and they're like, "And you're gonna do that in one day?" And I'm like, "Well, it's only 30 miles, <laughs> so you could basically walk it, and mm-hmm. it'd be done in a day." <laughs> mm-hmm. And but here she is doing 100 miles, and not just once, but six times. Right. And even Renee, I mean, under five days, she got almost, it was almost 200, 195 miles, I think. Yeah. I think technically it's 195. Which is just, and most of it, half of it wasn't even on a trail. I know. That would be the part that would get me. Like, Uh, that would be really hard for me. Yeah. Uh, So I wish we would have talked a little more about Navig. Well, we did talk a little bit about navigation that um, Cal Topo. Yes, but, which her husband created, which is yes. amazing. That um, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but know. That's I something know. that I'm not anywhere ne- like I run on roads and very right. clear paths. So it's something right. so foreign to me. Right. So, you don't your getting lost is not your first and foremost thought of your yeah. daily run. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. Yeah. Well, anyway, so if you guys enjoyed this conversation, which I'm hoping you did. Mm-hmm. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate, review, share it with your mom tribe, uh, with anybody that needs to be inspired about just kind of pushing your body to see what it can do. And, oh. and you can also subscribe to Treeline Journal's newsletter, which is found on treelinejournal.com. That's, you'll get a one email a week. And it'll have the latest uh, podcast episode um, links and show notes and a write-up about it. So you can stay in the loop there. And if you want to email us, you can email us at runhardmomhard at gmail.com. You can leave us questions or comments or tell us someone that we should be getting in touch with. We'd love mm-hmm. to talk with mamas. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. that's what we do. 
So we want yeah. to find someone that, that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can leave us a voice message using the anchor link in the show notes below. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you. We would. Okay. All right. Go run, run hard, bump hard. Run, run, run. Pickles. Everywhere here is out of pickles. It's my turn. Um, well, no. Go. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the high road. Root. Okay. Root. Route. 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 Okay. Or root. Route. They're, they're fine and normal, but then they all of a sudden turn on you and it sounds yeah. really weird. You okay. seem on top of it. <laughs> One time when I was pregnant with Joanna, I could not spell two. Like the number two. Okay, perfect. How are you guys doing? I asked There's so happy. Okay.